Welcome into a little bonus edition here of the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller, thanks for stopping back in here. I found us some Steve Forrest. Venus moves into Virgo today at 9, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And Steve has a whole section, obviously, on Virgo and Venus in the Book of Earth from the Elements series. Every time I go back and pull one of these excerpts, I think, gosh, this is an audiobook or the series, the whole, all four of them should be on in the earbuds at all times. <laughs> Just any downtime. You need to have Steve Forrest looping because this is how you learn and it's how you integrate all of the elements, no pun intended, or pun intended, of astrology because that's what this series is about. It's Steve's entire body of life's work dumped into a four-volume set, that if you were sitting with him, which you won't ever do because now he's all booked up basically for the rest of his life, literally, but you could learn this and then do it for yourself. So from the Book of Earth, here are some excerpts from Chapter 4 and Chapter 9 on Venus in Virgo. When it ends, I'm just going to let it end. We'll see you back tomorrow and we'll start a new week. Busy week this week with the eclipse coming up. And by the way, if you want to get these, I had it come up twice this week. You do not have to have an Audible subscription in order to buy audiobooks on Audible one-off. Like you just buy them individually or you can go to Amazon, but you can buy them without a subscription and they'll be in your library. I do not have an Audible subscription and have not for years. And I have a bunch of audiobooks in my library. Then Audible feeds the books to Apple Books. And they're usually a couple of dollars cheaper on Apple Books. So that's a little, people don't understand this, but there's a little pro tip for buying audiobooks. All right, Steve, it's all yours. Poor Virgo. When it comes to astrological humor, this sign was born with a bullseye on its forehead. It is constantly lampooned for its alleged fussiness and nitpicking. Ask anyone. Even Virgo's socks are stored in alphabetical order, or so they say. Further slanders. Virgo is good at handling matters too trivial for the other eleven signs. Virgo, the natural-born servant, is bound by destiny to count beans for people more interesting, memorable, and sexy than himself or herself. It's all hogwash. Listen to a few more pages and watch me make the case that Virgo is the most exciting sign of the Zodiac. That statement may be a bit hyped, but it's good medicine against all the undeserved calumny. Truth is, all twelve signs are pretty exciting once you understand them. How Virgo Works in an Astrological Chart Let's say your natal sun lies in Virgo. Start with the question, What does the sun represent? What exactly is being conditioned by Virgo? We could write a book about the sun, but let's reduce it to one quintessential term. The sun is your self-image. If the sun is in Virgo, then let me give you Genesis 1 in the formation of your self-image. Here is what I should be. On the other hand, here is what I actually am. How do you react to that perception? At the high end of the spectrum, you react by becoming hungry to improve. You want to reach your potential, to become what you are capable of becoming. You want to clean up the room, in other words. 
At the low end of the spectrum, you close the door and walk away. You give up on yourself. You define yourself as a failure or a hopeless case. You are still a Virgo, however. That critical energy doesn't just go away. Instead, it niggles at you. You beat yourself up. You sabotage yourself. You act out your shame. In keeping perspective here, we need to remember that perfection is inherently unreachable. Nobody actually ever gets there. Perfection is an incredibly harsh standard. In working with Virgo energy, it is essential to judge ourselves only by the standard of the intensity of our effort. If we start judging ourselves against the standard of perfection itself, we always fall short. And shame, self-sabotage, and failure to invest in ourselves are the consequences. Learning to love yourself, that phrase, of course, sounds like a platitude, something to be found written amongst the pastel butterflies and roses on a tacky coffee mug. Yet learning to love yourself is the lifeblood of any higher expression of Virgo. If you're carrying a lot of Virgo energy, you have come here to learn radical self-acceptance. But you're attempting that feat in the most difficult context imaginable, that of a very honest mind. You'll see yourself clearly, illuminated by the unforgiving light of perfection. You'll see yourself, warts and all. Why are we here in the first place? That is obviously life's single most persistent philosophical question. What is the purpose of our existence? Humans have come up with a lot of answers over the years, many in the category of religious teachings. In Asia, we might hear that we are on earth to struggle toward enlightenment. A Christian might say that we are working out our salvation. Psychologists might speak of self-actualization or simply of sanity and its close cousin, happiness. There is a lot of diversity of opinion, but underlying all of it is a kind of unity. All the answers are about personal growth, one way or another. It is always about motion towards some ideal. The language may vary, but in other words, all of the answers boil down to 100% pure, quintessential Virgo. Here is what I am, and there is what I need to become. Effort, hunger, drive, divine discontent. These are the engines that drive growth. And rapid growth is exactly what Virgo is all about at least when it is on track, at least when it has not derailed itself with self-criticism. The Most Exciting Sign of the Zodiac Earlier I said that we would make a case for Virgo being the most exciting sign of the Zodiac. We are there. We are all here on Earth to grow, and there is no more efficient mechanism for that growth than Virgo. With planets in Virgo, you are burning evolutionary rocket fuel. In principle, your level of drive, of divine discontent, is such that you will not waste a moment of this precious human incarnation. 
you will goad yourself, press yourself, and never rest on your laurels. You don't need anyone else to give you a pain in the ass, in other words. You can do that all by yourself. Flying Carpets Legend has it that rug weavers in ancient Persia would always make sure that there was at least one error in their intricate geometric designs. Once, with a Virgo client, I came up with what I thought was a pretty good metaphor. I pictured him visiting a museum where there was a display of such carpets, a dozen large ones hanging on the walls. Fancifully, I described him walking into that salon and instantly pointing to the upper left-hand corner of one particular giant carpet, saying, Look, there's the mistake. The client appeared slightly shocked. He said, How did you know about that? That's in my chart? He actually had that precise experience a few weeks earlier. Consider again the underlying template of perception in that story. Here is the actual carpet. Here, in my imagination, is the perfect one. Blink, 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 back and forth. And in ten seconds, the error jumps out. And he was right. There is no such thing as a perfect Persian carpet. Now let's switch a couple of parameters and tell the same story over again. If instead of looking at Persian carpets hanging on a museum wall, our Virgo was looking at you, comparing his perceptions of the reality of what you actually are with the potential reality of what you could be, well, blink, 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 and out comes a detailed catalog of all your failures, shortcomings, and areas requiring improvement. How do you feel about receiving that catalog? Ask any astrologer. Virgos are critical. And therefore, probably overrepresented in the population of victims of intimate homicide. This tendency toward niggling may not be observable in every single Virgo case. But that critical function is really just another way of talking about the comparison of the ideal and the actual. And so it is present in some form in every Virgo planet. For most of us, it's not a comfortable experience to be on the receiving end of it. And here's the irony. If we squawk, we're likely to see a stricken, bewildered look on our Virgo partner's face, followed by the faint protest, I was only trying to help, and he or she would pass the lie detector test on that one. If there's any comfort in all of this, here it is. Those Virgo people are treating you in exactly the same way that they are treating themselves. Venus in Virgo Underlying Intimate Agenda I resolve never to accept a relationship with anyone who is irresponsible or unreliable. Grown-ups need only apply. Groundedness, maturity, and reasonableness are critical ingredients if I'm going to trust another person. We accept imperfections in each other and in the relationship, but at the same time, we resolve endlessly to chip away at them, making things better over time. 
essential qualities in a natural partner. A hard-working, responsible willingness to behave in an adult fashion. Competence. One who has a life in terms of having found meaningful work and responsibilities. An ability to communicate. An astute awareness of human flaws, along with a commitment to self-improvement and enough of a sense of humor about the whole thing to survive the intensity of the process. Strategy I resolve to be cautious in offering my heart to anyone. My aims here are discrimination and discernment. I do not condemn anyone because he or she fails to meet my needs or standards. At the same time, I am resolved never to enter into a relationship which, deep down inside, I know in advance could never satisfy me. Tools I have an analytic mind, even in affairs of the heart. When emotions are involved, people often do not think clearly. I'm not immune to falling into that trap, but I am more skilled at avoiding it than are most people. Once committed, I am capable of working on myself and working on the relationship, fashioning it into something which we both treasure. Returning to Equilibrium Above all, I benefit from the company of friends and partners as we have just described them. Work and routine have soothing effects upon me. So does the practice of any craft, from astrology to beadwork. It calms me to do things with my hands. Pleasurable concentration distracts me from worry and relieves tension. Dealing with the shadow. I resolve to cultivate an expansive, forgiving view of human nature, my own or that of my friends or partners. I will not nitpick. Even in love, I will recognize the eternal truth that perfect is the enemy of good enough. I will recognize moments when a relaxed acceptance of flawed reality is the highest course.